Our scripture reading for today comes from Paul's letter to the church in Rome, Romans 13, 8 through 14. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I read this, I kept coming back. To owe no one anything except to love one another. I started thinking what it would be like to owe only love. And I started thinking about all the things that we owe or that we're owed. And how many of those things we sort of just imagine out of nowhere. Like birthday presents. So often, we remember to give somebody a present on their birthday because then they will give us a present on our birthday. But if they give us a present on our birthday, we will owe them a present for their birthday and then they will owe us a present for ours. And I think about that and we owe so much that when it becomes an obligation, are we really doing it out of love? Because if I'm getting you a present of love, I should not expect anything in return because I'm not doing it to get something back. I'm doing it because it's a good thing to do. And the same thing happens at home. If I've done the dishes 12 times and somebody else has only done the dishes 11 times, well, it's not my turn. I'm owed somebody else doing those dishes. Except if I'm doing it out of love, I could do the dishes 1,100 times and not be owed anything. We create these situations for ourselves where we expect something in return, that we make an investment and we expect to get something back. And the problem is, is that we start doing that with so many things that in the back of our head, we're always keeping track of every little thing that happens. And we go, well, I've done eight nice things this week and I've only had seven happened to me, so I'm still owed one nice thing to make this even. When we start doing that, we're not doing things out of love anymore. We're doing them because we're expecting to get something in return. And if we're expecting to get something in return, we're not putting our whole heart into it because once we expect something back, it's not really a gift. It's a loan. It doesn't count if I am loaning you money. If I expect you to pay me back, the same thing happens. If I am 
doing you a favor, it doesn't really count if I'm expecting you to do me a favor in return. I'm just lending you a favor. I haven't given you anything. And I start thinking about what it really means to owe nothing but love. It means not caring about whether somebody deserves what you're about to give them. It means not caring about whether or not they can pay you back. It means not thinking about whether or not they are going to use that gift in the right way. It means giving it out of love and letting God handle the rest. It means if we see somebody in need, we don't stop to say, well, I don't know, this character looks like they might be shady. I don't know if they're going to use this gift in the way that I want them to use it. Because the moment we do that, we're expecting them to owe us a debt that they will repay by doing what we want. We're not giving them something, we're paying them. And if we're paying them, that doesn't seem like an act of kindness. It doesn't seem like a good thing. It seems like we're doing it because of what we will get back. So what would it look like if we could give and not worry about whether or not the people receiving the gift were worthy? Whether we could give in love and not worry about whether or not they deserved it? How can we give love and expect nothing in return? Instead, just have a hope that that love is repaid to others. Luckily, we're given a perfect example of this. God loved us before we could love. God cared for us before we even knew that we were loved. He loved us before we even understood what love was. We never had a chance to decide whether or not we were going to get that love. We got that love. Christ didn't sit down and decide whether or not we were worthy. He didn't sit down and decide, well, you know what, I've at least got this many people who deserve salvation. No. Christ went to the cross and paid off our debts. He went to the cross owing us nothing. And yet out of love. Out of love we found freedom and forgiveness. Out of love we found everlasting life. Out of love we were given a gift that we don't deserve. And it's in that perfect love that we learn to love ourselves. It's in that perfect love that we see how we can give and not expect anything to come back. Because all that Christ did was have hope that we would take that love and that we would use it to do good. That we would use it to spread the truth, to spread love, to spread hope, to do what is right. Because Christ loved us with perfect love. 
us, imperfect people, sinners. We mess up. We make mistakes. Sometimes we do hurtful things. Sometimes by accident. Sometimes on purpose. I hate to think of what it would have been like if Christ had taken measurements of us first. If he would have sat down and filled out his spreadsheet going, well, they've done this many good things, but they've done this many things wrong and, well, it doesn't seem to add up, so I shouldn't repay their debt. I know my wife If I had to make everything balance out, he wouldn't be up there for me. But he did it out of love. A love so great that he didn't think about whether or not we could repay anything. He didn't think about whether or not we could actually live up to his expectations. He did it with the hope that we would grow in that love and that we would share that love. That he had faith in us. That we could carry that message forward. That we could spread that love and that hope to all that we met. That if our debt could be forgiven, we could forget the debt others have. That we could forgive as we had been forgiven. That we could love as we had been loved. That we were free now. We were free from keeping tally. We were free from trying to make sure that we always balanced everything out because now we could love. We could love and not worry. That we could, as Paul says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Not worrying about where everything's going to come from. Not worrying about how we're going to fend for ourselves. And not worrying about how we're going to judge whether or not others are worthy. But we put on that armor of light and we go out and we spread light to where there is darkness. We rely on our God knowing that our God will provide for us one way or another. That God will be there and God will make it happen. That if we are in need, God will provide for us. That He does so through our brothers and our sisters. For God loves all his children. We owe love to all of them. Sometimes we may want to say, well, they don't accept God's love, so why should I love them? Because even if they don't accept God's love, God still loves them. Even if they reject God at every turn, God still loves them. And I hate to think that I, I, lonely sinner that I am, would reject something that God loves. That I would turn away someone who has found God's love and mercy, even if they don't know how to accept it yet. That I would turn them away and turn away one of God's children. 
we love. We love because it's the right thing to do. We love because we are loved. God has given us a love so great that we can't keep it in. He's given us a love so big that we have no way to restrain it. And all we can do is let it flow with an overflowing heart, going to everybody that we meet, that we love them because it's the right thing to do. Not because anything is going to come back from the people we love. If it does, good. If it doesn't, we still loved. We still did what was right. We still did what was good. We still did what God has asked us to do. Love your neighbor as yourself. Because every commandment is bound up in those words. Oh, love. Because if you give someone love, you won't hurt them. If you love somebody, you won't cheat them. You won't lie to them. You won't steal from them. Because none of those are loving actions. All of the commandments are wrapped up in this idea of owing each other only love. That we never have to repay it. We just have to continue to give it. Because the love that comes from Christ is so big, we can never repay it. We can simply keep spreading it and moving it forward. That we can keep giving it to those who are in need and letting it flow through us to everybody we meet. Because in the end, we will all come home to the same loving arms. We all have the goal of coming home to that same kingdom. That we have all been redeemed by the same blood. That that same cross holds salvation for all of God's children, whether they know it or not. And the best way for us to share in that hope and that message is by sharing the love of God in our hearts to all of God's children forever and always. Amen.